Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Grow Your Life podcast. This is episode five, how to deal with any type of fear in your life. This is a big topic, and this is one that I've worked through myself. And listen, on this podcast, this is one of those that you're going to hear that's going to be about personal life and about business, because I believe that we allow fears in the marketplace to dictate what we do in our business, as well as fears in our personal life, and they actually influence each other. And for you to grow your life, for you to get to where you're called to go, you have to get past this fear thing completely. And so let's dive right into it. Fear comes because we have a belief, an expectation about what has happened to us in the past or what we think could happen to us. And it creates fear in our lives. Okay. And fear stops us from doing things. Now, some types of fear are healthy. Okay. If you touch a hot stove, you don't want to go back to the hot stove and burn yourself. (laughs) That would be stupid. Fear, say, of a wild bear eating you. That is healthy and safe. It keeps you alive. Fear of stepping out in front of a moving of moving traffic fear. Again, keeping us safe in our lives. And so in our human bodies, in our makeup, in the bodies and the lives that God created, fear was actually a mechanism to keep us alive. The purpose of fear is to help us survive. It's a limbic response. However, we have situations that come from past experiences. Listen, when a baby is born, they are not afraid of anything, which is why there's wonder in their eyes, hope. And even in the eyes of a child, they haven't experienced everything that adults have and they're fearless about certain things. They haven't broken their arm from falling while skateboarding. For instance, my brother used to do that a whole lot. Uh, (laughs) and, and they, they haven't experienced that. So that fear is there. And some people learn over time how to control their fear. And some people, it takes longer than others. Here's the thing, your breakthrough for your life personally and professionally in business is on the other side of whatever it is that you fear, whatever you are afraid of. And this is something that me personally I'm going to be very real and transparent with you and vulnerable. And you're not going to hear me share this whole story anywhere else, which is why this podcast is so valuable. And if you listen to my podcast, it's kind of on another level above what I just put on my 10 minute videos on social media. This is where we deep dive into everything. And we talk about the nitty gritty. That's why I created this podcast. And I'm also creating a private mentorship program as well here very soon around this to help you work through challenges in your business, in your personal life, whatever it is, thinking of doing it at like a low cost of just seven bucks for you guys and gals. So anybody can come in. This is kind of like a community where you get a deeper level of access and content that I can share with a group of people that are ready to hear it. And so that's what the purpose of that is. But here's the thing, fear, our experiences, what we've experienced in our life, the fear comes in because we experienced something at one time and it created a set of decisions in our mind. And these decisions imprinted themselves on a much stronger level than certain say joy responses. Okay. Now here's the thing. The opposite of fear is joy and having joy and elation 
is not being afraid. You cannot have joy and fear at the same time, okay? Seriously, people, you cannot. And here's the thing. For me, I believe that my joy and my strength comes from the God of the universe. I'm a Christian, and I I believe in Jesus, and that when I believed in Jesus, his spirit actually came inside of me and indwelled me. But we're not going to get all Pentecostal on this and start talking in tongues on this podcast. Maybe at another place in time if you see me at a conference or something. Like I said, I'm going to be vulnerable on this one. (laughs) I'm going to break through some certain things, certain fears and challenges that I've had that have limited me. And in my life, I've had experiences. Crippling fear controlled my life for 31 years. And the fear wasn't even valid at the same place. And I believe here's the thing. I'm not going to dive into the spiritual roots of that. A lot of it comes from, we have experiential truth. We experience something, um, and it creates fear. And then we have shame that if people will find out about it, that if they found out about what we're afraid of, um, they would never want to talk to us again. If they found out what we did or what we experienced. And so we Or we're afraid of it ever happening again, and we have shame about that, and that shame comes in. Fear, shame, control cycle, which I got from Restoring the Foundations, by the way. Uh, Betty and Chester Kilstra came up with that model. Look it up. Restoring the Foundations. They are a great organization uh, that began this journey of mine probably six years ago in overcoming my fears. And now I can honestly tell you, I woke up with fear this morning. I had crippling fear when I woke up this morning and I took every thought captive, every thought captive. And I'm standing before you now today. This was probably the worst level of fear that I have felt in six months. And three hours later, here I am recording a podcast and truthfully and honestly, I'm telling you that fear is gone. It is eliminated. It no longer has power over my life. I gave it a cease and desist order. The authority that I gave it has been canceled. Because I chose and I made a decision and a choice that it doesn't have any power. And I'm not going to go into what the fear was because I'm not even going to give it that level of power. The fear was about a a multi-angle what if, what could happen scenario that would probably never happen in a million years, to be perfectly honest. And that is the truth of what I was afraid of this morning that I woke up with that felt very real. And I know this, and I want you to know if you're at this point in this podcast, you're like, he doesn't get it. My fear is so powerful and so big and deep. I could never get to that level. And here's the thing. I know that it feels like it's real. It feels like it's valid in your life. And you feel like there's no way out of it. But whatever you're afraid of, whatever that fear is, is a lie. And it's not real in your life. It doesn't exist. And if you see me checking down, I'm just checking my wife is gone. So I'm, you know, making sure that she's, she's good. I'll pause this if we're, if we're doing that. Um, she's, she's got a big day she's going through right now. So whatever fear we have is not real, is not valid in our lives. And we create circumstances that allow us to control what we're afraid of based on 
what happened to us. And we tell ourselves a story. And that story creates what's called the vicious cycle. And the vicious cycle is shame, fear, control. We're afraid of something. What happened to us? We made a decision that created what we call experiential truth in our lives. And then we act every single day out of that place. And it imprints in us that identity. And that identity we take on is that fear. And that fear becomes who we are. And every action we take, every decision we make comes out of it. It's a nasty place, isn't it? It's a nasty place to live in. It's a nasty place to be. And so many great resources on this topic. Restoring the Foundations is one of them. Uh, Tony Robbins is, is great. Uh, Ed Milet is, is, is amazing. I listen to his stuff all the time. Ed Milet and I really have like a... Um, we believe we believe in the same God too. So that's why I know that we really have a connection there in our beliefs and him where he's at, man, that's, that's, that's a, a vision board, a goal for my life that I'm seeing with where he's at. He's worth like half a billion dollars and has so much influence over, over people. And he's been through a lot and he knows a lot. And here's the thing. Trust me, go listen to Ed. If you're listening to this podcast, Ed Milet, I want to send you over to his right now. I've listened to every single podcast and I can tell you, I agree with 99% of everything that he said. And maybe 1% of it is, you know, kind of irrelevant anyways, and would be a joke that we would laugh about. (laughs) So I'm endorsing him right now, that fear that we have in our lives. And he's really helped me as well. Get through a lot of this over the last month or so for myself to where I know now that I have control over the emotion that I want to have in the situation, all of that. That's what he talks about here. But what I want to share with you is about fear because I know what it's like. I, I was terrified my whole life. I've been terrified of people finding out certain things about me. And let me just get that off my chest right here. You know, for instance, I had a drinking problem for a while back when I was 21 years old, when I first turned 21, even illegal drinking before that. I had a problem with, you know, not living a moral life before I got married to my wife. You know, her and I were faithful and and kept each other to ourselves until we got married. But before that, that wasn't the life that I was living at that place. And by God's grace, you know, I'm healthy. Um, I had a, a drinking problem and made bad choices. You know, I got arrested for something that was absolutely horrible that I did, the bad choice that I made. I, I made a sarcastic Facebook post um, about, the, about the president, Obama and George Bush, that I would never mean in a million years, and I'm not even going to repeat it right here. Um, and the Secret Service came and, and arrested me and investigated what that was. And, and to be honest, I was terrified. I told them I, I would never you know do anything. Uh, that I was drunk and all that, but I know that that was a cry for help as well in my life. And I know up to this point, I've never shared that publicly up to this very moment on this, but I'm not afraid of what people listening to this will think. And I think that you'll know if you've listened to enough of this, that I've been transformed and changed and that I'm a new person, a new person, no longer in that old place, but in a new place. And here's the thing. I learned a lesson. I spent the night in jail cost me $15,000. And luckily it got expunged. It got completely removed off of any record. It was a misdemeanor anyways. It was kind of, you know, a verbal uh, threat is what it was. And 
It was not a good thing. I was drunk. Made a bad choice. Said something that literally in a million years I would never mean or do, but somebody was actually daring me. It was a dare. They were like, you won't post this on social media. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, I'm daring you to. And so I said, ha, 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 I'll dare it. And I did it, and then I got arrested uh, by the Secret Service. They investigated. Luckily, dropped it, expunged it, all of that. I mean, I, 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 I knew I deserved to, if they decided, you know, for that, it could have been five years in jail, but I knew that if that was my punishment, you know, so be it. But by God's grace, I got expunged and I didn't even have to do any time for it. Um, it's not even on a criminal record. Uh, background check is clean, no felonies, all of that. So. There's that. But here's the thing. I made a mistake because of my drinking problem that I had in the past. And I learned a valuable lesson because of it. To watch what you say out of your tongue. Because I know this. That my voice and what I say and I declare is powerful. And it shifts and moves mountains. And so because of that, the words that I say carry weight. And if you've listened to any of my content, you know this. You know just by listening to me, and I know this now inside of me, that the words that I say have authority and people listen to me and it's there's great influence. And so I was misusing that influence. And when I was drinking, I was sad. I had so much fear in my life. And the only way that I would drown out all that fear, all that suffering, all that pain, all that shame was I would drink and I would make these bad choices. And that fear was this. What if people find me out? You know, I'm not good enough. I had a, an addiction to pornography and sex and alcohol and was afraid of people finding out who I was at that time. But by God's grace, man, I, I was not a good dude back then. And I was a negative person. Um, I, I was always a victim in my own mind. I felt like I didn't deserve anything and I was just constantly, but I know looking back, man, that guy was hurting and he was crying for help and he wanted somebody to stop him. And, 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 and luckily I'm here today. You know, I crashed into a tree even going 50 miles an hour, um, hit my head on the, on the dashboard, um, or on the windshield. And so again, God's grace, <laughs> you know? I mean, seriously, you guys, that's where my life has come from is that and the people I would hang out with, you know, uh, we would be doing drugs and stuff like that. For me, the only drugs I did was smoke weed. So that was as far as I went with drugs, but alcohol, I was really had a grip on me. And so um, never did any of the hard stuff or anything else. Oh, I did have a stint with some Vicodin for like six months. But anyways, got past that, smoked cigarettes, all that stuff. Not good stuff, you guys. But I learned out of it that that was out of pain. And I had all this fear. I had this crippling fear of what would happen if people knew the real me, if they really knew me. And, and I started to learn that I had these experiences in my life. You know, growing up, I was afraid of getting arrested, of going to jail. Uh, I was afraid that, you know, because I was homeschooled, that uh, CPS might come and 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 take me because they were doing that at that time. And I had this crippling fear. And then I had a fear of, you know, the elders and the church that I grew up with. It was a, it was a very, um, religious church. And if any of those people there are listening to this, I just, I was afraid of what people would do if they knew who I really was inside. 
You know, at that time I was addicted to pornography when I was 13 years old. And if you have any teenagers know that that's something that they struggle with, but also know as somebody that's come out of it, that it's, it's a, it's a place where they don't want to shaming a kid is going to just make them want to do it more. But realizing you're loved and you can change and you have a choice that you can choose to no longer do this because you're worth it is much more powerful. And so there's that right there. I haven't raised kids, but I know that that's um, in my life, that that's what I would have liked to have had at that time in my life. And so I was afraid of my parents, my mom, my dad. I was afraid of, of disappointing them. I was afraid of what they would say, what kind of punishment I would get. I was afraid of God. I was afraid that God would strike me dead at any given moment. And, 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 and even up until this last year, you know, I was afraid of people. I was afraid of people's opinions of me, what they would think about me, what I'm sharing here with you guys right now. I've really exposed a lot to you. And like I said, the story is nowhere else but this podcast right now. Okay. But, be, but I have come out of that, you know, um, those of you who follow my mom, I worked with my mom for, uh, since 2011 and she really helped me one day she found I was doing a website for this guy who was a pornographer and, um, you know, bless him. Uh, she was like, I could give you a job. And I worked with her and, and, you know, I built, I, we, we built it, we built a company together and now my mom is an author and a speaker and a teacher and she writes on content creation, social media influence. She is, you know, she's got 1.5 million followers on Facebook. You know, go check her out. My mom really was influential in that place in my life. But, you know, I even still had these fears from growing up of, you know, not wanting to, to disappoint my mother, of not wanting to disappoint my, my dad, my heavenly father. And I was worried even what people would think and I would act out. And I would make decisions and choices and I would hurt other people because of that. And that crippling fear would then prevent me from opening my mouth, from teaching, from ever doing a podcast like this. By the way, guys, look at the timeline on this. I started doing this podcast four weeks ago. Uh, No, actually, it was three weeks ago. And this is when I've really started to feel completely fearless and have this fear thing under control in my life. And that's my testimony for you that you can get out of that fear. And it's a choice that you make. And so that's really enough of my story for you guys. Now you can kind of see what I've done. Uh, Started a company doing consulting for people. We've been consulting different organizations. uh, Some of the clients we work with Christ for the nation's Institute, uh, Rick Pino. you know, we do help them with their marketing, social media, Rick Pino, Uh, He's a good friend of ours. I'm actually going to go to an intensive that he's doing with Stephanie Gretzinger right now. After this, uh, Georgian Banoff, Cal Pierce of the Healing Rooms in Spokane, Washington, Will and DeHavilland Ford, 818 The Sign. And we started helping these people, these ministries that were really on my heart, grow and use tools of social media marketing, uh, advertising to grow their business. And so I built a business, you know, after leaving kind of the cocoon of working with my mom and, and that amazing place that I learned how to run a business, what to do, what not to do, and how to grow a business. And now, you know, I'm building a business now through what I've learned in working in business with people like uh, Danny Johnson, I used to work for as well back in the day. Um, And I'm not saying all those names to name drop. These are just, this is my testimony, my story. I've walked through, I had all that crippling fear, uh, would, would drink, um, 
worked for somebody that was a was a teacher in the network marketing industry, Danny Johnson. Uh, some of you guys also know who she is as well. And and I was acting out. I wanted somebody to put a stop to it and tell me you're worth it. You're enough. And um, you know, back then I had built a business that was worth half a million dollars in affiliate marketing. I actually did at like 20 years old affiliate marketing, and that's when I got arrested. Was all that and. And so I learned tools of how to use Facebook advertising back like almost 10 years ago. And, and then I applied that to with my clients while I was DJing and then starting to work with my mom. And we grew that business and did a lot of stuff with Facebook ads. And so, which is now something that I do consulting with people as well. Those fears, I had fear inside of me to let people know who I was, the real me and what I had to offer to the world, okay? And if you're watching this right now and you're this far into it, you're like, man, get to the point, Jeremiah, <laughs> get to the point. Yes, I've been through this. I've had crippling fear my whole life, being afraid of what would happen to me, what people might say, their opinions, what they might do to me. And I let it control me and I let other people's opinions control me. And even, even declarations that they made to me that I took on as my own personal identity declarations in my life that I was feeling like had control over me, had control over who I was over the actions I took. And they weren't even stuff that, that any of these people even actually said I was making up stories in my head based on the experiences that we had and, and the relationships that we had different people that I've worked with and been in business with, and even close friends and their opinions and what they said. And it started to influence me. And here's the thing, whatever you're listening to the most, the people that you're hanging around the most are influencing your self-talk, what you say about yourself, what you believe about yourself, about what you can do, what you can accomplish, what your calling is, what your destiny is, okay? And the first step of shifting out of a place of fear, out of a place of unbelief, out of a place of guilt, not being able to do anything and accomplish anything is changing the voices that you're listening to every day. You know, are those people serving me? Is it, you know, is this a toxic relationship? Is the music and the TV shows and the news and the friends and the podcasts you're listening to serve you? And, you know, maybe you're listening to a little too much crime junkies and not enough of my podcast, not enough of Ed Milet. <laughs> Trust me, man. And, and, and women, I know there's a lot of women that listen to this as well. Trust me. I love a good true crime show on Netflix. I love American Greed. That's a, that's a great show because I see these. I'm like, they, you know, these people actually thought they'd get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> is insane. Uh, you know, true crime shows and stuff like that. But if I watch too much of that, I will start to talk like those shows. I'll start to talk like those people. So now that's why I got to get my mind right. Spend time listening to spiritual stuff. You know, Sean Boltz, Georgian Banoff, uh, Will and DeHavilland Ford, Rick Pino, just great people. Cal Pierce, Bill Johnson, Chris Valentin, people that I love to listen to that are influential in my life and speak life, Ed Milet, Dean Graziosi, Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary cusses. Yes, he does. You know, Andy Frazella is really good as well. His podcast is actually a swear word, but he's good motivational and he's somebody that, you know, I can learn from, even though you might not hear me 
do that on this podcast. Now, here's the deal. That fear, whatever that is that's inside of you, is not real. And it might feel real in this moment. And you might be like, you don't know what I've been through, what I've gone through. And I've come through this. And I've had crippling fear in my life that has prevented me from doing the things that I'm called to do. And now I know on the other side of this, I have to share with people how to get past this, how to get over it. You know, just in that, if you even watch the content I was recording months ago versus now, the shift that's happened in my tone of voice, how I'm talking, the authority that I'm carrying, that fear is gone. And here's the thing, that fear is false evidence appearing real. We make it up inside of our heads, okay? And so here's the deal. Whatever you're afraid of, whatever's telling you that you can't do that is based on an experience that you had and you made a choice and a decision to be afraid. You had shame about it. You were afraid if people found out or if it happened again, what could happen? And you made choices and decisions that became experiential truth in your life. And that vicious circle then made you act differently. You made decisions to act in a way that created this repeated pattern. And that experiential truth that was supposed to protect you from it ever happening again actually started to create a repeated pattern of your life of this happening. And this is the vicious cycle. And then something happens. And you make a story about it and you create an experiential decision that validates something happening to you. And you're like, I want to change that. And you go after it, but then you didn't change the identity, the beliefs behind it. You didn't change what you believed, the truth. And you speak truth to the lie. I am joyful and I have more of a sound mind. And I know that what I'm called to do and where I'm supposed to go. And so I make decisions that serve me and my goals and what God has called me to do. I make decisions with a sound mind because I know what I'm supposed to do. And that fear has no place. We don't even give it homage. We don't even pay attention to it. And how you do that is you make a decision and a choice. What is the truth about what happened? What story did I start to create? What is the truth? You know, sometimes we think that people are acting a certain way to treat us a certain way because it meant something about us. It meant something, but it wasn't about us. It was about them and what they were feeling, what people say to us and what they do. These toxic people, these toxic relationships are a reflection of how they feel about themselves and the belief that they have about themselves. And so if somebody said something and it imprinted a voice on your mind of, you know, a past experience, a past relationship that you feel like, you know, you're hearing their voice when, when something happens, you hear their negativity in your mind, even though you haven't talked to them in five years, in 10 years. And you're giving them control over your life and your destiny. And they don't even know it. They're not even thinking about you. They haven't thought about you. They're on their own life. Trust me, if they were thinking about you, you'd know. <laughs> okay. So that's the truth right there. 
And then in that, what is the truth about your identity and who you are? Realize the truth is they they said that and they thought those things out of a place in their life and where they were and the pain that they were having. And they were honestly meant good, meant no harm by it. A lot of people don't even mean harm by it. They, they in fact, want to help you grow a lot of times. And that's where this belief that everything happens for you, not to you is. It's for you to grow and for you to learn from and realize what is the truth to the lie that you're telling yourself that you're believing. It might not even be the words that they said or that you're hearing that they said, but how you're perceiving it and taking it in is then making a decision based on what didn't even happen. And it imprints on your mind. This is from that limbic response, that safety response to keep you from talking to a bear or stepping in front of traffic and killing yourself. That same response is creating a control system in your psychology and your DNA even and in your belief system. And that even gets passed on generation to generation, certain things. They've actually found that. They did tests with honeybees that would avoid certain plants that might harm them through the generations, even though the next generation and the next generation didn't even experience what the one before it did, because your ancestors saw their uncle get bit by a snake that was poisonous and died. So that got passed down as a child. You don't, a, a child doesn't even know, have to know to avoid certain things like a snake when they hear that rattle, because that, gets passed on through DNA and it imprints in our minds and in our, in our spirit. And we are fear. Fear takes on our identity and our identity comes out of those beliefs, that experiential truth that is lying to us and telling us this is true. And we act in a certain way because of what we're believing about ourselves. We're acting a certain way because somebody said something to us five years ago that we would never be able to do something or that we shouldn't or that it was a bad idea. Could you imagine if the people who have created the biggest changes in the world, the most influential people, listened to what they were going to do was a bad idea that somebody said that? Listen, I've had people tell me that me doing this is a bad idea, that I have no place to speak on these topics, that I have no no ability, that I don't even know what I'm talking about, and that I haven't even earned the right to speak on this, okay? But I knew inside of me, my identity, and I was clear in it, and that was the first step, is getting solid in your identity and knowing who you are, and actually taking an account of these beliefs, these negative beliefs, these thoughts that have created fear, these experiences, and realizing, man, oh, this doesn't feel good. I'm realizing and I'm seeing how this happened. This created a belief and now I'm acting in this way because they did this to me. Whatever that is. Could be a parent, could be a friend, could be a traumatic situation, could be trauma that happened in our lives. Okay? And you didn't deserve it and you didn't deserve how they treated you and how they spoke to you and what they said. You did not deserve that to happen. Nobody did. It's not something you deserved. But you made a decision right now, you know, in that moment that has impacted you and influenced you. And it's constantly on the back of your mind when you're thinking about what you're trying to grow and you're trying to get to the next level. And the first step of it is declaring the truth over the fear. You see, I started this saying on the other side of your fear 
is the breakthrough that you've been looking for. Your fear has been crippling you up to this very moment. And even when you're listening to this right now, you're feeling it. You're afraid. You can feel and know that thing that you're afraid of. That you know inside of you has held you back. Whatever it is. You know, and and some guys were like, oh man, I'm not afraid of nothing. But we have decisions based on something one of our boys said. Or what our dad said. Or our moms even, guys. Trust me. I know at the bottom of my heart that my mother loves me with everything inside of her and that she meant for me to have the best life possible and that the things that she said to me that even created beliefs that created fear were for my best interest because she didn't know any better and was doing her best to love me as how she knew how to, you know, I know my dad was doing his best with what, what he was given and he made mistakes and he wasn't perfect and, and nobody's perfect. Listen, the only person that was perfect, they nailed him to a cross and his name was Jesus. And yet as a child, I was expecting my parents to be there, to be perfect, to be an image of God for me. I held them up to this level. And even in their imperfections, I had to learn the truth is I, I created decisions by my own choices. They didn't try to hurt me. They weren't trying to. Every decision and choice that they made that they said was out of love. And I know this and I know that because I love them. I love my mother. I love my, you know, Alan. That was her, her husband that, that raised me. I have love in my heart for him. My, you know, uh, my dad that raised me. And it's even right now, it's kind of hard. You know, their, their divorce was pretty recent. Uh, but you know, I love him and can be cordial with him and, and I know he tried his best. I know my mom tried to do her best. And I know that they're not perfect and they're, they're just people. They made mistakes and I made mistakes. Trust me, I wasn't the easiest kid on the block to raise. And I forgive them for the mistakes that they made. And the only way to shift the first step of that identity away from that fear that's controlling you is whatever that thing was, whoever that person is, that first person that comes to mind when you think about this, you say, I forgive them <clears throat> and I release them and I'm cutting off the ungodly connection and soul tie that I've had to them in my life. I'm cutting off that connection that is not serving me. You know, if it's, a, and if it's a parent, if it's a, uh, 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 you know, even a spouse or something that you have to forgive, even forgiving something that maybe you, a story that you made up, maybe they didn't even say anything, but you made up a story about it and forgiving them and releasing them of that. You're holding them in bondage and hostage with your bitterness. Your bitterness is like you taking in poison and expecting the other person to die. And I know that you don't want your loved ones to die, but here's the thing is you're holding them hostage by this belief and that unforgiveness that you're carrying and that unforgiveness is what created that shame, fear, control cycle. And in that control is where the unforgiveness is. And you orphaned yourself away from the truth of who you are as a child of God. 
You know, you felt abandoned. You felt alone. You felt rejected. And you had fear, crippling fear that was controlling the very decisions and choices that you made up until this very moment. But if you're listening to this right now, and I know that this is hitting home and you've made it this far into this, I also know that you want some breakthrough from this. I know that you want to get to the other side of this. And the first step of that is with forgiveness, realizing, man, they did their best. I forgive you and I release you. And I believe that love is the most powerful emotion that we can have. For me, I can truly say I love all people in the world. I have a lot of different levels of love, you know, for my wife, for my mother, for a best friend, for a stranger that I meet. Different, you know, different. <laughs> not not going to say it's all the, all the same level right there. You know, but that allows us to open our hearts and we forgive and we release them of the chains that we've had them bound to. We're dragging them along like a chain behind us. And we have all these people maybe strewn behind us. Maybe you do. That's coming to mind that you need to write down and forgive. And we need to walk through that and say, you know, I forgive them for what they did to me. And I bless them and I release them into the calling that they have. And for the calling and destiny that I have on my life, I will never return back to this place again because I forgive them. Now, this isn't justifying it. This isn't saying that it was okay that what they did. No. That's a dangerous place to go is to say that that's okay. Because now you're making a belief that it's okay for people to treat people a certain way. It's not okay. But you can still forgive them, even if they don't ever come to you and ask for forgiveness. You forgiving them is about you releasing you and releasing them in your life. They don't have to come to you to ask for forgiveness. And you don't even have to go to them and say, I forgive you either. But when you walk it out and you walk out the truth, say, I forgive them. And then now there's an empty space and you have to fill that up. With truth about your identity. They said I couldn't do this. They said I wasn't smart enough. They said I couldn't make it. They said I was a bad person. What is the truth? I am smart. I am powerful. I am strong. I am making good choices. I am mighty. Whatever that is for you, I am I am holy. I'm of a sound mind. You know, I am of a pure heart. I love other people. I can help other people with what I have to offer. These become identity statements about you and you start to get clear about your identity and about who you are and about who you were made to be. And when you start to get clear about this, it becomes very clear now that your destiny and what you were made for is on the other side of the crippling fear that you had. And so for you to release the fear in your life and get from where you are now to where you know that you are called to be, not just where you want to be, because I believe where we want to be is still below where we're called to be. And we start to get to where we want to be. And then we start to see a clearer vision for our lives, a clearer vision for our destiny and what we were created for. And it's by creating those statements and those truth and those power statements. And man, guys, restoring the foundations. RTF ministry is all about this. You know, 
Um, I worked with Gary and Denise Duda up in Yelm, Washington. Um, and if you want their contact, I can give it to you. And they can help connect you with maybe somebody in your area. Just shoot me a message, a DM about restoring the foundations, guys. Man, I know Bethel Sozo is great. Um, there's uh, Tony Robbins is great. If you don't want to do it from, you know, a, a spiritual aspect, Tony Robbins is another great guy. And I, But I, for me, the transformation came because of realizing the truth about who I was, my identity, who God created me to be. And then on the other side of that, realizing the truth about the stories that I've been telling myself, the decisions that I've been making about my life, the truth about who I am. And it became clear. And they, they spend time three days with you, walking you through this three days. And that three days is, is together where you start to walk through those things. And it's a painful time and you're being exposed to those pains. You're going to look your fears in the eye mentally and, and, and imagine yourself in that situation. And sometimes this can be painful and then realize the truth about it from a perspective. Like you can press pause on a videotape and look at what is the truth? What can I learn from this? What is, am I supposed to learn? You know, what does God say about me about this situation? What is the truth that Jesus says? And so that's what restoring the foundations ministry is, guys. And that is I, <clears throat> the single most influential program that I ever went through in my life was restoring the foundations ministries. Um, if you're in, in central California, there's also the healing rooms of uh, Santa Maria, Rick Taylor and Lori Taylor are there, the healing rooms of Spokane, Washington as well um give them a shout out and let them know that you heard this on the podcast and if you visit the healing rooms in santa maria or that let me know too if you're like you know one of those people <laughs> as well one of my people that seek after healing that seek after truth about what god says about us but here's the thing when we forgive and we release those people in our lives those people that Something happened and it created a story and a belief and an experiential truth that put us in that shame, fear, control, vicious cycle that controlled our actions. And we started to make decisions based on what happened to us, what they said, what they did, what we're worried that they might do. And it controlled us. And we made decisions out of that fear, that shame. We experienced shame that's what it was. It's the shame, fear, control cycle. Did I say fear, shame, control at the beginning of this? Anyways, it's the shame, fear, control cycle, guys. And that's why RTF teaches this. The fear and the shame are tied together. The fear begets shame and we have shame about what we're afraid of. And we do things to control what we're shameful about. Hmm. And even right now, as you're hearing that, I believe that, that God is speaking to you and some of you are getting touched right now and you're going to be healed of this right now, even off of this podcast in Jesus name. This is not a Bible podcast, but man, might bring it up sometimes. That's me. That's who I am, guys. Grow your life right here on this podcast, man, and, and women and share this with people, share this with, you know, your loved ones, you know. People need to learn this stuff. They're not, they didn't teach this stuff in school. 
And whatever you're afraid of, that fear, that fear that you let control you, that let get into your life, that let that you let out of the shame of what happened to you. And it created that cycle, that shame, fear, control cycle. And even now, it's funny, I'm having like many little bit of shame about mixing it up earlier on this. Um, and if somebody says anything that didn't listen all the way through, they're going to realize that. It's shame, fear, control. The shame of what happened. I messed it up. I made a mistake. I might People might get mad at me. RTF people might hear this and might get mad at me. I'm going to put it in the comments for you guys about that. I need to write that down in big letters. In fact, on my computer to put that in there, that the actual cycle is shame, fear, control. But I mixed it up. Shame, fear, control. We had shame about what happened. Something happened to us and it created a story that we took on shame and told ourselves about it. And we got fearful that if people found out. So we created these control cycles, experiential truth that then circled back around. And every time we were in that situation, we validated the shame, fear, control, and it started to become a repeated pattern in our life. And when we, we forgive the people, what happened to us, we're not justifying it. We're not saying that it's okay. We're not saying that you, we deserved it. But we're rather saying that I know the truth about my identity and I forgive them and I release them and I release myself to go into my calling and my destiny. And I'm realizing that I know who I am and I know whose I am. And this is powerful, you guys. Then we start to replace it with identity statements about the truth of who we are. And Steve Backland also has a great message on this. Georgian Banoff has a great message on this, you guys. This truth in our life. about our identity. I am, you know, I make good choices. I, I'm a lovable person. I am, I am lovable. I am holy. I am of a sound mind. I do good things. I help other people. And even when I make mistakes, it's okay. And we start to come up with this identity and we replace this belief that created the shame, fear, control cycle. It was a belief that we had. We created a belief that created a decision that made us act in a certain way because of the shame, fear, control cycle. And that created experiential truth that went in this vicious circle of the story that we tell ourselves and produced how we act because of what we're afraid of. Listen, guys. Listen. You need to get this. The truth about who you are, who you were made to be when you were born, is inside of us. And I believe that all of us were created with a purpose and a destiny of where we were, are supposed to go and what we're called to do. But these patterns in our lives keep us stuck and they become giant mountains that control what we do. You know, for instance, I was afraid of what people might think about me if I shared this, if I talked about these things, you know, a lot of what I talk about, I get from different sources and I piece together and articulate in a unique way. You know, for instance, you know, I was afraid even that, that, um, because I'm doing marketing, people would say, you know, well, you know, 
Of course you are because you did that with your mom. Well, yeah, of course I am. And I learn stuff and I have unique stuff to bring to the marketplace that's different and powerful myself that my mom didn't even do. And, and it, you know, because I'm worth it. That's why I'm building this business. That's why I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm sharing this with you. I'm growing my influence to be able to help you guys get through the challenges that I've worked through myself. And anything that you hear me teach on is something that I am an expert in. Not something that I am just starting to learn, but that I know and I'm solidified in knowing the truth in my life. And I went through this saying the true identity, saying the outcome, declaring the outcome that I want in the situation, the outcome that is opposite of the shame, fear, control declaration. Whatever happened, we expect XYZ to happen. We're waiting for it to happen. And when we approach a similar situation, that is where our calling is, where our destiny is, where our breakthrough lies. You guys, this is about growing your life. This is about getting to that next level. Okay. And when you want to get to that next level, but there's shame, fear, control that is influencing you. And you have this fear that is blocking you and keeping you because of what they did, what they said, what we thought, what we learned, what we experienced. And maybe they didn't even say any of this stuff to us, but we started to create this imprint of their voice in our minds that starts to validate our own negativity about ourselves and our own beliefs. This is why I'm telling you it all boils down to personal identity. You have to get this identity thing clear and know who you are, whose you are, why you're doing what you're doing and make decisions and choices to take actions to change your life and walk out of the old identity. And this creates new possibilities for you. Listen, after listening to this one, go back and listen to the first podcast that I did. You guys, that's why I said, I told people, man, don't jump around these podcasts. I mean, don't, uh, sorry, <laughs> don't listen to them all in order. One, two, three, four, five, skip ahead. Because I'm going to talk about different topics that maybe is wherever you are. And then you can circle back around to the next one and the next one. And I'll start to even direct you back to ones that help support the ones that I'm talking about. Once you get really clear on your identity, that's when you can start to create infinite possibilities in your life. And the possibilities for you to create and, and to do and go after your destiny and what you're called to do are limitless. You are not limited by anything. There's nothing that can stop you. And I've experienced that in my life. I've seen people go from zero, nothing to multi eight and nine figure. That's literally over 10 and a hundred million dollars in their businesses. And the money thing, if the money thing is triggering you, I have that why you need to make money. You're going to learn that money is just a tool to grow your influence and to grow your life and expand your territory. Not to just buy certain personal things. All that's fun and great. When you get to a certain level, you can do that. But the real reason for it is to help change and influence the world around you and to grow your influence. But until your personal identity is clear, the little world of you personally inside of you, you can't influence out further. And so to grow your influence, to grow your identity, you have to get clear in who you are and you start to replace that with identity statements. Well, what is the lie that I've been believing and what is the truth? And what is the truth about who I am and what and where I'm going and what I'm supposed to do in my life and what God has called me to do? And now if I was 
start, you actually start, it's not if I was that person, you start acting as if that person, even if it doesn't feel real in your life, you make that true identity statement and walk it out as if having a sound mind, because as you're declaring it, it replaces the chemical structure in your brain. And this is what neuroplasticity is about. And Dr. Joe Dispenza is really good on this topic as well of neuroplasticity. You actually start to mold and change. And they found that children have more plasticity in their neurons. However, adults, I believe, because I've experienced it myself, that adults have the ability to change and you can teach old dogs new tricks and you can actually start to cultivate and work out the neuroplasticity in your mind. And as you start to do it more, it becomes easier to have a more, more plastic and then start to choose and make decisions about the truth of your life. And your life starts to transform and infinite possibilities start to manifest in front of you. And then you realize, okay, this is where I was going. This is my destiny. You just start walking towards your destiny and those infinite possibilities start to come out and limitlessness is possible for you. And even if that's not what you want, even if doing huge, great things isn't what you want, even making just getting to the next level in your life import is important. And you can't get from where you are now to where you want to be without taking the first step. And the first step is this, choosing a choice, choosing this day, the truth about your identity, choosing to forgive what happened, choosing to look at the truth about your life. Look at the lie that you've been believing. Look at the story. What is the shame, fear, control cycle? What is that vicious circle? What is that experiential truth of what happened to you that you created? What are those beliefs that are lies that you've been holding to that have been shaping and molding your identity for years? And you start to look at those and then you have to write down what is the opposite of that? And the opposite of it is only truth. So look at the truth and maybe you might say, well, the opposite of that is, you know, X, Y, Z, but that's not true. Look at truth. What is the opposite of this? That is the truth for you and the truth of where you're going and the truth of your destiny and getting real clear about your truth and who you are and then walking it out, your calling in your life. And I feel like even saying that right now, I might've triggered some people, you know, what is your truth? You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a conservative. I'm not liberal. Um, you know, I'm a Republican, uh, Christian, but here's the thing. God did not try to control people into not sinning. God gives us choice to choose. If we'll follow him or follow our own self. And so what is your truth? And then what is the truth about what God says about you? What is the truth about you, what you want your life to be? And begin to get very clear in that. And begin to get very clear about the truth of where you're going and who you were created to be and what you were made for in your destiny. And then you start to make decisions and choices and you write down the truth, you know, I make good decisions and there's more than one way to do things. For instance, my way isn't always the best way, but I can hear from other people decisions and start to create, you know, beliefs. Those were some of mine that were, that were, you know, 
beliefs that I had. And then I'm starting to learn whose voice to listen to in my life. Wise counsel. This isn't about eliminating wise counsel and being an island unto oneself, lest you surely fall and perish and hurt yourself against the rocks. It's not a Bible verse. I just came up with that. But you become very clear about your identity, the truth, the truth about what happened, the truth about what God says about you, the truth about the fear and the lie. And that's where the on the other side of your fear is your breakthrough. And you forgive and you release and you start to walk it out. And walking out is a decision and taking action. And all of this, all of this up to this point is useless, meaningless. Literally, none of it means anything unless you walk it out and it becomes truth in your life and the truth about who you are. You know, I am a, a great teacher. That's what I've had to tell myself. I, I say good stuff. I don't, you know, botch my words up. I don't stutter. I don't need to be careful what I'm saying. I don't need to be afraid. You know, I, that was my crippling fear literally was... I have to be so afraid that I don't say the right thing. And then I was so afraid every time I opened my mouth that I wouldn't say the right thing. And now I've realized the truth is. And at the time in that moment, I did not make very good choices. I had to watch what I was saying because you know what happened to me. I made that mistake. But I started to speak the truth about my identity. I am a child of God. I make good choices. I'm powerful. I'm trustworthy. I am honorable. Trust me, what I got in trouble for is one of the most dishonorable things in this world. And yet the truth was, I am honorable. I'm lovable. I'm loving. I have a kind heart. And I make good choices. And I got clear about that identity and clear about the truth in my life. And I started to create new beliefs. We have the old beliefs and restoring the foundations helps you come up with these. These are unique for every single person. So RTF is the best one at this. What is the old belief? Now, what is the new belief, the new truth? And we call it godly beliefs. What does God think about you when he created you? What is the truth about you? And then you walk it out. You make a decision that that is now your truth. It doesn't change what happened in the past. It doesn't eliminate it. It doesn't get rid of it. But realize that what they did, what they said, what happened had nothing to do with you. You didn't deserve it. Okay? But when you walk it out, you know, I used to have this belief that's, that people would hurt me because I deserved it because, you know, I was just worthless and God hated me. And I realized God so loved the world that he sent his son. There's sin, and yeah, none of us deserve anything. We don't deserve anything. We don't deserve to be treated that way. We don't deserve to, you know, if we got what we deserved, I would, I would hate to know what would happen to us if we all got what we deserved, trust me. And that's where the shame, fear, control cycle in, in and that is, you know, you know, and I believe in, I believe in hell and heaven. And I believe that if we all got what we deserved, that we would, you know, perish. And at, at the end of our lives, you know, 
we would we would go to hell and there'd be torment in that. And so here's the thing. Get very clear about the truth. That was your old identity. The old truth about you. What is the new one? What is the new truth? What is the new truth about who you are? And walking out this truth in your life will start to then manifest changes because of new decisions and you'll have new experiences that start to validate the godly beliefs in your life that start to go in a reverse circle towards manifesting your destiny, creating, growing, having a sound mind, you know, and, and then when we get transformed with Christ, God's spirit indwells us and, and we no longer sin is no longer fun anymore, basically, you know, we are being transformed into the image of Christ in our lives. And that's what I believe personally. And that if I got what I deserved, man, I wouldn't like to know what that is, but I'm, I don't transform my life because I'm a good person because I did anything. It's a choice that's affecting my life. That's affecting my relationships, my influence, the world around me, the world that I see, the stuff that comes after what I experience, my experiential truth. You know, and in that I'm not saved because I'm a good person because I do good things, but instead it comes out of that because I'm clear in my identity. When my identity is solid, then that starts to happen. So often we have this belief in our world today. I am this because I did this. I am a doctor because I went through school, quote unquote. And then we apply that. I'm a bad person because I did this or because I thought that. And that creates that shame, fear, control cycle. Instead of starting from, instead of working backwards into our past, you know, I am because this. We, we, we start acting in our future because we're stating I am because this. Instead, we flip it. And we declare our future and we say, I am, I have a sound mind. And we start acting in a way in the present that will create us having a sound mind and transform us by declaring the truth, the beliefs, the godly beliefs, making those declarations over our lives and declaring the truth against the lie. You know, we forgive, we release, we let go of what happened to us. That's an old story. You know, old men tell old stories around the, at the bar, but when you're transformed a new creation, possibilities are limitless and endless. And that's what I believe personally is that truly deeply, I am a new creation because of Christ Jesus. You know, and that without God, I would not be where I am today. And I'd love to encourage you if you want to talk more about this, about, about my God, about Jesus, reach out to me as well. Seriously, this isn't, this wasn't supposed to be an evangelism message, but if you guys, if you even just want somebody to pray with you, write me a message, let me know. Okay. Seriously, I'm serious here. And your experiential truth starts to become 
the belief, the truth that you say against the lie. And then you start to walk it out and you make decisions that influence the actions of the life you live. And then when you start walking it out towards your destiny, you grow your life, you grow your influence, you grow your reach, you expand your territory and infinite limitless possibilities become available to you. You can pull from the realm of possibility now. And that's what I talked about in the very first podcast that I did, being able to pull down from the realm of possibility in our lives. Infinitely, anything that we want to accomplish, big or small, we can do by choice, by choosing the truth about our life. Instead of, well, this happened to me, so this is true, we choose what we want our life to be. We make a decision based on that choice of the truth that combats the lie of what happened to us, the stories that we created, the beliefs that came out of the shame, fear, control cycle, controlled our lives and our actions up to this point. We forgive, we release them, we release us into our calling, and we replace the lie with truth. And then we walk out. We decide and choose the truth over the lie and our actions then follow the decision of the truth. And we start working from the future of I am this and instead of I will be this, the future becomes the present and the past no longer has influence on us because we are creating it instead of letting us it define us and it create our future. We are able to work backwards from the future and pull into the realm of possibility, the future into the realm now and create and change our lives and transform our lives. So often we are living from a place of what happened to us in our past. So we are how we are now. And our future is walking out what happened to us. Instead, we pull from the new belief, the truth that combats the lie of the past, transforms us. I'm of a sound mind. I'm a child of God. And I praise Jesus for this. This is the message that Jesus came to earth 2000 years ago for guys. It wasn't about condemnation, but rather salvation because God so loved the world. And when you start to learn this and realize coming from a place of not what happened in the past, but the future, you'll realize that the future that's before you that God has created and set up is limitless. And Jesus is the answer and the way. And that's what, what I believe. That's what I know to be true. And so, guys, man, this has definitely turned into a preach right here. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it to. But, um, you know, for God so loved the world. And he made a way that we could be in heaven forever. Eternal life. Eternal means forever. Future realm of possibility forever. When you walk out the truth of your identity in Christ, who he made you to be, who you're called to be, and you pulled from the realm of possibility, infinite possibilities truth that combats the lie of what happened in your past, what happened to you, the experiential truth. And you start to experience in reverse the truth 
of the godly belief, the truth about your identity and who you are and where you're going and where you're walking out, decisions are made and you make decisions with intentionality. And you can be creative and start to create limitless possibilities in the life around you. And you can start to affect change and help the world around you. And I believe that God directs our footsteps and that destiny is God's plan in our life. And when we start walking towards God's plan, nothing is impossible. And that's in the Bible. Nothing is impossible with Jesus. Nothing is impossible. When we walk out, God's plan, God made a way, created the heavens and the earth, the, all the power of the universe that created the heavens and the earth is inside of me when I accepted Jesus as my Savior. And in that, I'm able to pull from the realm and the dimension of what's possible for my life, for the world that I live in, and the choices that I make and the decisions that I make to act and do in a certain way. And we are able to create possibilities for our life, for our future, for generations to come. And we break off the generational curses that have been in our life. These, these generational, these DNA things that have happened to us in our DNA, in our core, in our core belief of our DNA that was passed down from generation to generation, they found this. This is literally science, you guys. Look it up. Beliefs, ungodly beliefs, that is passed down. And so in that, creates decisions that are based on choices and ungodly beliefs from even generations before. And when we can forgive, we can forgive and release. Could even be someone in the past or in the history that we forgive and release. And we declare the truth and the identity, the truth of who we are, who God made us to be. And we, we don't even give homage to the lie. And we speak the truth in our life and we decide to walk it out truth we make a decision to live from the place of the belief for our life the truth about our identity this is all about identity here you guys you have to be very clear in your identity for this all to work together and if you're not that's where you need to focus before anything else identity who you are knowing the truth you can then start to walk towards your goals and grow your life and create a life with limitless possibilities and make good, sound choices for your family, for your family's future, legacy for generations to come and generations and generations. And that's what I believe. And that's what I'm creating for my life. I'm creating as I share this stuff with you guys that has transformed me, that has changed me into a new person. And like I said, man, you got to get clear on this identity, men and women. This is where all the breakthrough is. And that's where the statement on the other side of your fear is your breakthrough. Because when you get on the other side of that, and you're clear with your identity. And then you start to replace the truth against the lie that that came from the fear, the shame, fear, control, the experience. I mean, do you see how quickly we can start to forget this? And we go back to the old way, but when we decide the truth and we declare the truth over the lie, our identity, we forgive and we realize I didn't deserve what happened to me. 
It did happen. This is what happened. We realized it's a story that we created for ourselves. And we start to combat that with the truth of what really happened. It didn't mean anything. What they did to me did not mean anything because they didn't know any better. It was a reflection of who they were inside. They were a hurting person. And so they didn't hurting people hurt other people. And in that we're able to forgive them. Even if they don't ask for forgiveness, we release them because this is for you, not for them. We release them. And then we declare the truth about our identity and we make true choices true beliefs, godly beliefs about God's plan for our life and where we're going. They fit into what God says about us, the truth in his word, the Bible. Then, and only then, we can walk out the truth that combats the lie and we're now in the realm of breakthrough and out of the realm of fear. We lived in a world of fear and we created a new possibility of breakthrough in our lives that didn't previously exist for us before. Man, this is like, then you start to get clear and you start to get excited and happy about this and realizing, oh, my God, Jesus, thank you so much. <laughs> and joy comes and happiness comes. And then when you're no longer stressed, you have that doubt, that fear. Fear takes over a lot of our limbic control and responses and energy. So much fear, that energy. Now you can take that energy that you had reserved for fear towards your breakthrough and creating a plan and making decisions of taking action to then walk out your breakthrough and do the things that you know that you're called to do. And you can grow your life and possibilities are endless when you walk this out and you walk out the truth and you get clear in your identity. And you pull from the realm of possibility for your life. You look at it far off and you look at the finish line before it's even there and say, that's where I'm going. You write down your goals and you make that goal in front of you and you go towards it. You can grow your life and anything becomes possible for you when you do this. So I want to encourage you get very clear in your identity. You're not going to get that just from one podcast. You might have to listen to this podcast five, 10, 15 times this one episode even to really get this, to really hone into it. Cause you're going to hear different things each time. And so I want to encourage you of that. Listen to it over and over again. You're going to get a new thing. If you listen to it next week and the week after, okay, guys, share this with people. I want everybody to know this, that life and death is in the power of the tongue. What we declare with our mouth is what shifts atmospheres. It shifts the realm that we live in the world around us, our sphere of influence shifts and changes when we start to become clear about our identity, the truth, the beliefs, the declarations, what we're saying. And then we walk out those declarations. They become decisions that we are choosing to influence our actions. And then we take actions. We take actions to make sure to never go back to that place again where we were. And even if we fall, it's okay. And this is literally like hacking the shame, fear, control cycle right here. I don't have shame for that past, but now what I'm able to do is not out of fear of returning out there, but for expectancy and hope and declaring the truth and expecting the outcome before it happens. Then we have expectancy 
We make a decision. We we make a choice. We decide to take action with expectancy about our choice, and this becomes this like choice action expect expectancy choice action model that starts to then our expectancy is what we're working towards and our actions start to create the expectancy because we're choosing that that's really good it's the expectancy choice action model <laughs> i'm going to put that down right here as well expectancy decision action we are expecting this to happen. So we decide and then we take action. Not out of shame. So then we make a decision. You know, we're expecting shame. So then we make a decision that's fearful and we control it by going in this vicious cycle. We're expecting greatness. We're expecting our goals. We're expecting our calling, our destiny. And we make a decision about the truth of our identity and who we are to then walk it out and our actions change. And then the realm of possibility because our actions change. Here's the thing. I'm not talking about just speaking into, into existence. None of this means anything without that last step of taking action. You can listen to all of this, but if you don't take action, it doesn't do anything. Uh, I could declare I have a million dollars. It doesn't just appear right in front of me over a billion dollars. But if I declare I am going to be a millionaire, a multimillionaire, and a billionaire, my actions with the expectancy I made a decision that I am going to be a multi-billionaire, and my actions start to walk out that truth in my life. You know, I am a great husband. I have expectancy for a wonderful marriage. So I make a decision that I am a great husband and I act out that truth in my life. You know, I am expecting to do well with my relationships. So I make a decision to love, to share with love for people. And I take action in my life to manifest that in my life. And when you start to do this, so many different places, walk down that expectancy, decision, action cycle. What you're expecting, you know, I am expecting to be a wonderful you know, loving husband. So I'm making a decision to treat my wife as a loving husband would. Deciding, not just being reactive. So that I act in a way that a loving husband would. And what is that cycle for you? Your your expectancy of, of, of the truth of your identity. You're expecting your identity to be true. You're having expectancy for the truth that combats the lie. So then you decide which actions you take to create the expectancy. And then that's when you start to create and pull down from the realm of possibility into your life, infinite and limitless possibilities. And you can go after your goals. You can go after your dreams. You can go after your destiny. And your destiny actually becomes clear because now you have room for you to hear what God's plan is in your life and what your destiny is. And then you start to walk towards that by having expectancy for your destiny, by making a decision to, to act in a way that somebody would that is expecting that identity. If you're expecting to give birth, for instance, you're going to act in a certain way, maybe not drink wine or, you know, do certain things because you know that you're going to give birth. You're expecting it. You know, a baby apple tree, we don't say that it's a bit, it's almost an apple tree. It is an apple tree because we're expecting it to have apples as fruit. And we know the actions that we're taking by the fruit in our life 
And when the fruit goes from fear, shame, control to expectancy, decision, and action, that's where our breakthrough is on the other side of fear. And we're walking in the realm of possibility to grow our life. Infinite possibilities become possible and we can change the world. We can do anything. We can influence the world. And we know that we're walking towards our destiny and what God has for us in our lives. And we can have confidence in that. And so I want to encourage you right now, listen to this. Start to, start to go through that in your life. You know, what do I need to change? What are the beliefs that I've had about myself, about my life, what's happened to me? Who do I need to forgive? What are the lies that I've been believing? What's the identity? You know, go through this whole cycle, the shame, fear, control. What's the truth about your identity? Write the identity down. What's the truth? Combats the lie. And have expectancy for the truth. Make a decision to take actions that then will change and transform your life and be able to grow your life. Okay. Listen, everybody. I'm so glad that you listened to this podcast all the way through. Head on over to my Instagram, by the way. I do a giveaway every single week. Literally, nobody's taken me up on this yet. So you have to listen all the way to the end of my podcast to know it. Hashtag grow your life within the first 10 minutes of me posting anything on Instagram. Leave hashtag grow your life in the comments. I'll do a giveaway every single week. But nobody's done it yet. So I'm looking excited to do the first giveaway, you guys. Um, You can only win once per month. So there's that as well. Have a good one, everybody. Grow your life. Leave the hashtag. And I believe in you. I know that you can do this. Listen to this podcast over and over again. Share it with people. That's all I ask from you. This has impacted you. I want it to also impact other people. Share this. Tell them. Listen to Grow Your Life with Jeremiah Kowski. And we'll talk soon. Have a good one, everybody.